0: Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. Today is December 17th, 2018, and as always, the show is knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. I am Windswept Monique, and today's segments include Be a Helper Cow, FOs, Whips, Pattern Stocking, Wearables, On the Run, and Running Talk. This week we're going to talk about wearable fitness trackers and their accuracy. There's a lot to do today, so let's dive right in. First up, be a helper cal. Well, this actually started back on December 5th, but I didn't get a chance to record that week. I am so sorry, guys. It's been a little bit bonkers here. Uh, turns out I had to have all my Christmas shopping done by basically the day after that in order to send everything down to Florida with my parents. So we didn't have to, we won't have to fly all our gifts down for Christmas. <laughs> and then I got a case of laryngitis and laryngitis and being a solo podcaster doesn't work very well so my apologies uh, my voice is mostly back it's still a little tired i hope you don't hear anything there but it is actually functioning so that's a vast improvement so back to the be a helper cow if you finished a whip for charity on or after december 5th go ahead and enter in the fo thread that's already live and up on ravelry and just a, a reminder for those of you who those of you who have not been with us for previous be a helper cals uh To um, earn an entry, you make anything for any charity. Now, it's not just Ravelry Crafts. I'm running it on Ravelry because it's a a simple, easy way to do it, and so many knitters and crocheters and weavers and spinners are on Ravelry already. Another way to earn an entry is to donate blood. Uh, Whips do count, so anything work in progress that you started, as long as you finished it after December 5th, go ahead and enter it, and this this cowl is going to go for another two months. We're going to end it on February 15th, so go ahead, finish all those projects up for Christmas. Anything you finished up during the end of Hanukkah, go ahead, enter those in. You've also got plenty of time after your holiday gift knitting is done, so don't worry, don't rush. you have got lots of time. As for prizes, we have some great prizes that were donated. A big thank you to Jennifer Lassonde of Downseller Studios. She is offering a free pattern from uh, one of her self-published patterns and I can tell you I'm working on one of her uh, shawls right now and they are great. Her patterns are wonderful. We also have one skein of Cascade 220 yarn in an orangey peachy color and that is from an anonymous donor and she is throwing in a mini skein of uh, merino. So thank you very much to you donor you know who you are and I am going to be offering up one skein of Shibuya Reed, and it is in sort of a um, cranberry burgundy color. So that is what the prizes are, and if we end up having a whole lot more entries, then I'll maybe find something else in the prize bin. We'll see what goes on there. F.O. is only one finished object in the past two weeks. I've been working on a whole bunch of stuff, but I've only finished one Kipa made from some hand-spun cotton from hipstrings, and that is the break-of-day colorway of blues and oranges together, like that that early morning sunrise before the sun really crests on the horizon. That's what these colors look like, and it is gorgeous. So this is yet another kippah made out of the To Life pattern from Sarah Jordan, and I'm going to be mailing all these down to the Tree of Life uh, synagogue down in Pittsburgh that was attacked a couple months ago now. And also, uh, if any of you are interested in knitting kippahs, All the proceeds from the pattern to life are going to the Tree of Life Synagogue as well. And also, a big thank you to Sarah, who I actually happen to know in person, uh, who corrected my pronunciation. I hope I'm pronouncing it better this time. Kipa, and kipot for the plural. On to whips, we've got a whole bunch of those this week. First up is the shawl I mentioned a couple minutes ago by Jennifer Lassonde from Downseller Studio, I'm working on her Tan House Brook Shawl in my most recent Handspun, Recurrent Theme, and Mid-Season Cliffhangers. And these cotton slivers are both from Hipstrings, and they are sort of blacks and jewel-tone blues and greens and purples and a little bit of aqua thrown in there for a good measure. They're really beautiful colors, and they happen to go perfectly together. So I started it with Mid-Season Cliffhanger, which is a little more green-heavy, and then I'm now already onto Recurrent Theme. And it turns out I have a little bit more yarn than the pattern actually calls for. I was worried I was actually going to be a little bit short, but it's worked out well. So I'm going to go ahead. um Last night I got to the end of the shawl as written, but I, since I do have some more yarn, I'm going to add on, I think, another eyelet section and maybe another textured section before finishing up the shawl. But I do want to use all the yarn since it, it, it came out so beautiful and, and the colors and hip strings are just gorgeous. I've been working on the Icon Dress by Carrie Helene Rain in some very old stash that I want to get rid of. And this is I started this for the Indie Designer Gift Along, but this is going to be a long-term project. You're going to be hearing about this. My goal is to finish it by the end of next summer and have it be part of Stash Dash, so we'll get a lot of yardage for Stash Dash out of this one, plus a beautiful dress that I'm planning on wearing on a date next summer sometime with my husband. I've reached the, um, the sixth set of decreases, on the front panel of the dress, so making slow and steady progress. There's a lot of seed stitch, and seed stitch kind of hurts my hands after a while. Like I have to, I guess, grip the needles tighter than normal. So I'm I'm working on it a little bit here and there, but not as much time as I normally would be. But uh, I, once I get to the end of the seed stitch, I think the, the the torso part and the bust and 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 the um the straps are going to go a lot faster. I am also working on a new hat for Thing Two. This is not a Christmas gift. This is just, uh, it's time to make him a hat because his brother has two or three. And this is in Valley Yarn Southwick uh, in green and purple. I'm using the green as a contrast ribbed brim, a folded brim. And then um, the purple is a yarn that Thing You chose himself when we were down in Bermuda. I stopped into the Black Pearl Yarn Shop in Hamilton and he picked that out. So the purple is going to be for the crown of the hat. Purple is currently his favorite color. There's no pattern for this hat. I'm just needing it to fit his head, saw, head size with a folded brim so that it will grow along with him. And I just uh, started adding the purple last night. I also did put a few rows onto my Find Your Fade shawl. I am on the second lace section. I'm still in color one, the raspberry dyed hand spun cotton that I've mentioned in past episodes that I was spun for Tour de Fleece this past summer. And I have to say, I'm not overly fond of this yarn. I was working on quantity over quality during Tour de fleas, and it shows. And to be honest, I spun some rope, and it's not pretty, and it's not fun to work with. The other hand spun I've worked with has been really fun, and I love it, and it's so soft and squishy and so easy to work with. But this Tour de fleas stuff really isn't, so I've learned the hard way. Quality, not quantity. Last up is a new pair of socks. These are an un-Christmas gift that I will be mailing to my good friend Mora in January. She is super knit worthy and already has a pair of handmade socks from me. They're a pair of socks that I made last year that were too big for my super skinny feet. I made the smallest size and they were still too big because my, my feet are abnormally narrow. Um, her feet are normal sized <laughs> so they fit her perfectly and I gave them to her last year or earlier this year I should say and she recently asked if I would make her another pair of socks and even offered to buy them but I said of of course I said no to that last one. But I'd had an idea for her for Christmas because it was a great idea and I wasn't 100% sure she'd love it. I knew she'd like it, but you know, she's too nice to ever say she didn't love something. So when she asked last a week or two ago, I said, "Well, perfect. I'll make you socks. They will not be ready in time for Christmas, but I will just mail them down to you when they're finished and they will be your Christmas present." So, they are her un-Christmas gift, and I'm knitting these up in kobasi, which is a cotton bamboo silk nylon blend that is super stretchy and breathes beautifully, even on warm days. I really like these socks. And I'm doing the toes, cuffs, and heels in a blue-gray, not really striped, but kind of like um tonal have no. It's not quite speckled. There's a little bit more than that. It's not quite self-striping, but it's not quite speckled. It's kind of an in-between. It's called wave caps. And then the foot and leg are in a gray named Seattle Sky. Pattern stocking. So I just wanted to talk quickly about the four patterns that I bought during the Indie Designer gift-along sale. I mentioned the Tan House Brook Shawl earlier by Jennifer Lassonde of Downseller Studio and the Downseller Studio podcast. I also bought the Willowbrook Shawl by Brenda Castile. And this is a garter stitch shawl that is knit entirely side to side, including the lace edging. So I've got some hand spun that I'm going to be working on in the future. That's going to be a giant gradient, basically from pink, orange, pink red orange all the way down to blue purple and my goal is to kind of make a rainbow shawl out of this using the Willowbrook shawl pattern. I purchased the Heroes of Yarnia RPG scarf from last year's Mystery Knit Along by Tanya Richter and I'm going to be making this at some point for my older son. Thing one loves dragons and castles and all that kind of stuff and this shawl this scarf excuse me has that. And so the original mystery knit along, you kind of, you used either random.org or a paradise and sort of randomly generated what pictures of the ones they give you would go into the shawl in the next order. But I'm going to sit down with my son and figure out which ones he wants in there. And you can either do this, the shawl, sorry, excuse me, this, um, scarf. I keep calling it a shawl. It's not, it's a scarf. I, uh, so the heroes of Yarnia pattern can be done either as double knitting or as color work, and that's up to you. Um, I might use this as an opportunity to learn double knitting because I've never done it before. And honestly, my seven-year-old wouldn't care if one or two of the dragons looks a little bit wobbly. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens about that. And the last one is Harry Potter and the Strange Persistent Font by Mary Annarella. And this is a really fun pattern. On the front, in a really beautiful quirky font, it says Always, and on the back is the Deathly Hallows symbol those of you who have read the Harry Potter Potter series will know what that symbol, what the word always, why that's so important. And I'm definitely going to be making this hat. And I think I'm actually going to tweak it slightly and turn it into a ponytail hat. I've decided I really need one. You know, those of you out there with curly hair like me know that sometimes you just need the ability to put your ponytail, your hair up in a ponytail because your curls have been all squished by your hat but it's really cold in New England, so I want something that I can wear with my ponytail, and it's it's time I made myself one. Wearables. So I have been wearing an awful lot of sweaters and hats and shawls recently. I've been wearing almost every day my Twist and Shout Cabled Hat by Michelle Dunair, and I knit this up years ago in some Plymouth, I think it's Covington, and it's kind of a, a pale green color. And the cables in that are just beautiful, and I knit it big enough that it doesn't completely squish my curls. So it's, a, it's kind of my go-to hat at the moment. I've been wearing my Frosted Sweater by Lisa Ross of Paper Daisy Creations. I've worn this a lot, including Into My Son's class to read stories last week, and it is a huge hit. The kids love the snowflakes on it. I get so many compliments on this sweater from both knitters and non-knitters. Everyone loves this sweater. It's gorgeous. If you're looking for a really fun, interesting and gorgeous colorwork yoke sweater definitely check this one out i've been wearing my changing staircases shawl and this is by dragon horde designs and i knit this up in fiber ladies musu bamboo in sort of a purpley light plum color and it, i find that it actually kind of goes with a lot more colors than i thought because it's, it's it's a pinky purple almost it's like a light plum so I've been wearing that a lot, plus it's just enough on those cold days when you want a little something around your neck, but you don't want a whole nother layer. And last up on the days when I've been colder, I've been throwing on my Dahlia shawl by Brenda York, and she worked on this for Barocco Yarns, and that is the colorwork shawl that I was working on last summer before I we went away on vacation, the one with the colorwork on two sides that very nearly killed me. <laughs> it came out beautiful, and I'm glad I worked on it, and I really love it, and I do get a lot of compliments on that shawl as well on the run. So I have been running a few times in the last two weeks, including today. I've also gone for a few swims. And I realized a couple weeks ago, boy, do I need a swimming cap. So when I went swimming last week, uh, I did not have a swimming cap. And when I came out of the water, it was 25 Fahrenheit out. And I believe that's around negative four Celsius, for those of you outside the US. And that is just too cold to have soaking wet. Long hair, and my hair is very thick. I have lots of it, and it takes hours to dry. And um, I don't blow dry it because I do have curly hair. So if I try to blow dry it and don't get it perfectly, I look like Albert Einstein. So it's not worth. It. <laughs> so I went and I ordered a swimming cap, and it arrived. And today I went in the pool and I used it, and it was marvelous. And I mean, the edges of your hair get a little bit damp, but that's nothing. My my hair was dry walking back to my car afterwards, and it was. Marvelous. Whoever invented those, I love you. Thank you. Running talk. Okay, so today we're going to talk about Fitbits and other wearable tracking devices. On my last episode, I mentioned that I like having a Fitbit because it keeps me honest. And a listener, Marie, wrote in saying she'd heard that the data isn't accurate. So she wanted to know how I used it given that the data isn't accurate. So, first off, Marie is right fitness trackers are not accurate. If your Fitbit or Garmin or Apple Watch or whatever you have says you walked 10,321 steps, I can guarantee you that you didn't. It's either a little over or a little under, or depending on how you use it, it could be way over or way under. Your heart rate is also likely not accurate, nor is the exact distance you walked unless your GPS is turned on and even there can be issues. The only thing I found that it's actually completely accurate on, for mine, is my current one I have a Fitbit Versa. And it does accurately track the length of the pool, because it can feel you changing directions. And I think that's more because pools come in fairly standard lengths than it is to the accuracy of the watch, or the, the Fitbit itself. Okay, so, we know the data isn't great. Okay, but it is consistent. So a specific device worn on the same wrist will give you consistent data. It's always going to be consistently off by the same amount. So if you normally walk 9,000 steps a day and you've been having some pain and suddenly find yourself looking back at your data that you're only walking three to 4,000 steps a day, you know something is off. You could have been busy. Maybe you didn't have time to exercise. Well, now you know and it's time to get back out there, but if you've been in pain and realize how much it's decreased it's time to go see a doctor you have objective data showing you that you're doing half of what you used to do so you know something is wrong go see a doctor same thing with the heart rate let's say your heart rate reads 75 beats per minute which picking random numbers here and that is when you're sitting down and that's that's your normal kind of sitting down not really resting heart rate but you know you're just sitting reading a book or watching tv kind of heart rate and out of the blue a couple times a day your heartbeat suddenly shoots up to 120 beats per minute when you're not doing anything physical, you're not stressed out, you're not freaking out, you're not having a panic attack. Panic attack. your heartbeat just shoots up out of nowhere. Okay. Your heart is racing and you haven't done anything to cause it. Now you have objective data showing you something is off. Go see a doctor. So these are extreme cases, but they're kind of a guideline of of showing you how I look at this data. So I also use it to remind myself to get off my butt and exercise. I am home alone with two little boys in a cold New England winter. I don't get to exercise unless I plan in advance. And a quick glance at my Fitbit data shows me how long it's been. I normally walk about 7,500 to 9,000 steps per day with no exercise. So if I look back at the graph of the last week or two, If I haven't gone above that 9,000 step mark, I know it's time to get out there and pound the pavement or hop in the pool or you know, do something to get out there and exercise. You can also track your water intake through your device or the related app. I know I am very guilty of not drinking enough water if I'm not paying attention to it. So I use the water tracking on my Fitbit and in the associated app to help me to remember to drink enough water because I always feel so much better. When I am hydrated, when I get dehydrated, I tend to feel like crap and everything else suffers because of it. I don't exercise as much, et cetera, et cetera. And probably the last way I use my Fitbit is to remind myself to stop running up and down the stairs. So as I mentioned on the podcast in the past, I have ongoing knee issues. My, one of my knees doesn't work as well as it should. And I walk up and down a lot of stairs. I usually go up and down the stairs more than 10 times in a day that's up, up 10 flights and down 10 flights. Our house is built into a hill. So I have to walk up an entire flight of stairs just to walk in my front door. And I'm, you know, bringing my boys to school, to preschool and to all their after school activities. And then there's running up and down the stairs to get everyone dressed in the morning. Do I have to go down the basement to find something down there? And, you know, I do, I do a lot of stairs. I do a minimum of 10 flights of stairs a day. And that adds up when you have a neat problem. Those stairs aren't great, so I use it to remind myself, okay, calm down. Make sure there's nothing else you're going to need to go upstairs for later. Let's do this in one trip and give your knee a break. So that's another way I use it. So thank you very much for writing in, Marie. If you have any questions about fitness or running, knitting patterns or upcoming gals or the, the be a helper, craft along or anything else, feel free to write in. You can reach me on Ravelry or Instagram as Winswept Monique or email me at windswapmonique at gmail.com. My my website is Knits, and you can find this podcast and show notes there, as well as all my designs and a few other fun projects I've worked on, like how to make the R2-D2 sweater I knit for my son last year. And I'll be posting later this winter on the BB-8 sweater that my younger son has been asking me to knit for. So I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead. I'm going to try to squeeze in one more recording before Christmas. I can't promise. Life may get a little bit hectic, but the plan is to record one more next Sunday or next Monday. And in the meanwhile, keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye bye.